This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. How is your summer going? I need to remind you that it's still summer until mid-September. In fact, the last day of summer is September 22nd, and I'm recording this in the early days of August. And I feel like I need to remind us that. In fact, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see my hashtag for the next month will be summer till it's not. Because this back to school in the middle of the summer phenomenon (laughs) tends to rob us of a month of summer because all of a sudden your kids go back to school and everybody wants to order a pumpkin spice latte. And listen, y'all, I'm still in margarita land of summer. So this needed to remind us that it is summer till it's not. And in celebration of back to school, I want to talk about the transition and the stress and the disruption that back to school creates for everyone in your household. And I think this is really important for a couple of reasons. One, I think we underestimate that change in general is disruptive and causes our nervous system to be activated, even good change, even change that we know is coming. And so the more we know how to see that change and address that change from a nervous system perspective, the better outcomes that we'll get. The second reason I think this is really important to talk about is because there's typically a person in the house, in your family, that sets the tone. And from my experience, it's largely been women or the mom, but not always. So, you know, everybody's welcome here and that's not always the case. So I don't like overgeneralizing things, but in my experience, the majority of the women I work with, the friends that I have that are women, it's the mom that's setting the tone in the home. And so I want to see this back to school change and disruption through the opportunity that we have if you're the tone setter, to really have a powerful ripple effect on everybody when we handle this really intentionally. And I'm going to give you an example of a coaching session that I had this week where this was the topic. And so I'm going to give you the science of it as well as the practical application from a client's perspective. So this week, I logged on to a coaching call with someone that I've worked with for going on a year now. And so we have developed a cadence and a pattern, and I know her pretty well at this point. And one of the things I always do, and you read about it in my book, we talk about it here, is I ask at the beginning of every session, what's your number? And that represents a scale of one being the worst, like the pits, 10 being bliss, and five being meh, like that flat eye, flat mouth emoji. And so then I understand the patterns that my clients 
have around this. And so I know when there's ups and when there's downs. And this particular person is typically an optimist and usually in the higher number of things and in the way that she sees things. But on this day, I said, what's your number? And she said, five. (laughs) And the look on her face and the energy that I was feeling was very five. And I said, okay, is whatever you're dealing with right now a part of our conversation today? Or do you just need the time and the space to get some time and space and you want to reschedule our session? Because that's always an option. Sometimes it's something completely outside of my scope as your coach, and you just need a beat, and I'm happy to give it to you. I'm not here to fix or solve. I'm just here to hold up the mirror to help you see you. That's what I do in coaching. And she said, no, I really want to talk about it. Back to school, her husband's in a new job, and she has some big projects at work. She was just feeling really overwhelmed with the amount of disruption, even some great disruption that was happening in their house. And I said, Great. Let's talk about it. Let's dig into it. And what's important to remember is we address things around here. Thanks to my business partner, Eliza Kingsford. P.S. Follow her on Instagram and Facebook if you haven't yet. She's amazing. She deals largely in body image and health and weight but she deals with it from a nervous system perspective. And so she and I have aligned on many projects and she's taught me so much that now I can't see behavior without seeing it through the lens of the nervous system. And what I love about using the nervous system as the view is our nervous system is our physiology. It just is. It's the way God made us. And it's different than looking at it through what Eliza calls the morality of things, the right and wrong, which is very opinion-based. It has room for a lot of judgment. And I just like to separate that and say, well, let's just look at the way your brain, body, nervous system connections are responding to things that are just physiology, no judgment, no shame, just is. And so when this client was talking about the back to school disruption, I said, okay, let's acknowledge that back to school is change from the patterns that you've had from the last couple of months of summer. And so by nature, change equals stress. And stress is disruptive to our nervous system, whether it's good stress or bad stress. And when you have an entire family that is living in disruption, which equals stress, our nervous systems are in a battle with one another because our cells are rattled up in fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode, whatever your flavor is of response. And so if everybody is in that activated state, that's going to create a vibe, y'all. And typically, when that happens, tempers are short, patience is low, everybody's emotional state is activated and elevated. And when I just overgeneralize that, it sounds kind of like this. The tone setter, which I've experienced largely to be the mom, is trying to get shit organized. (laughs) 
they're looking at the calendar. They're looking at the what's coming up. Where's the supply list? Where's all the things that we need to do? In the midst of their already busy schedule, this feels like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get it done? At the same time, a spouse or a significant other is thinking, just calm down, which elevates the tone setter into, I wish I could calm down, but I got to get all this list done. And the kids are thinking, I'm scared to death to walk in this new school. I don't have the right outfit. I don't know if I can find my locker. I'm afraid that mean girl's going to be back in the school again. Whatever it is, everybody's view of this is different, but all of it's trying to live in the same house. And there's a fair amount of chaos that starts to erupt. None of that very helpful. (laughs) So we all kind of go into survival mode when we're all activated at the same time. And we abandon the practices that we so desperately need during this time to get us at a state that is not activated. Like we have to put ourselves in a place of safe stillness. And like, again, Eliza Kingsford has taught me all of this, so I don't pretend to be the expert, but I know how this work applies to the work that I do as a coach, and it's been wildly helpful. So safely still is that daily stillness practice that I talk about incessantly. The journaling, the walk in nature, the walking outside and putting your feet literally on the ground, grounding, breath work. All of this starts to fly out the window because we're activated and we got to get this done. There's a deadline. School starts on this day. And I recognize that this episode is probably too late for people's first day, but you're still activated. And so I want to remind you that now more than ever, your daily stillness practice, whatever means that you can use to get in that place of stillness, to put your nervous system back in a place of connection, because we can't really connect. We can't see that our kids are needing our time right now to help them work through their own insecurity and uncertainty and activation, because we've got the back-to-school supply list or the, we're just responding to the crying over their outfits not right instead of using our tone setting role in the house to get still, to get in that place of connection so that we can create a ripple effect of calmness instead of feeding the beast of activation and disruption. I know it feels like everything is our responsibility, but it is what it is. But I promise you that The counterintuitive nature of instead of just going harder at the list, to go out and take a walk, to get up about 20 minutes earlier so you can have your stillness time. So when people wake up in the house, you can be a calming factor, can be a game changer for you and your family. And so it's counterintuitive until we get those patterns really, really firm. Like mine now is so firm. You can't make me not do my stillness practice. 
because I know the benefit that it has. I know what getting myself grounded and out of an activated state does for me and my kids and my clients. Even my dog is happier when I'm calm. (laughs) And so in this time of back to school disruption, this is the time to set the tone. Now, the other aspect of this is back to school is a starting point But the fact is that the schedules and the patterns are shifted, getting up in a different time after school activities. And so this is also the time, and this is what I did with my client this week, to take out your calendar, a blank calendar, and start to block out what the new reality looks like. And this is what we did with her yesterday. I drew a big calendar on the whiteboard and I said, okay. What is the new expectation and how are you and the family going to come into agreement of this new expectation of the flow and the schedule of who needs to be where, when, and who's going to pick up who, because we're all just looking to feel safe in this new disrupted state. And so we spent some time mapping out. What time people have to be where? What's the after-school activities? How are we going to do meal planning, laundry, and everything differently now that we have new expectations? And it was a beautifully calming conversation for her because when we're in an activated state, it's hard, not only hard, it's impossible for us to see things clearly. The symbol I love to use for this is it's like a snow globe. So if you picture a snow globe like you have at Christmas that has some beautiful scene inside Santa or whatever, when the snow globe gets shook up, all the glittery snow that is all around makes it really hard to see the scene that's inside. And if you were sitting inside that snow globe, you wouldn't be able to see outside. And so we need to set that snow globe down on the table and let it settle. And once all that glittery snow gets to the bottom of the snow globe, then we can see clearly. We can see in and what's inside can see out. That's a perfect metaphor and symbol for you to think about for your nervous system. Because when we're activated, it's like it's all shook up and we can't see in and nobody can see out. And we need the stillness so we can see more clearly. So for me to be able to draw the calendar out for her and just calmly ask the questions and start plotting things on the calendar, where does this go? What's the best time for this? Who is responsible for this? How is this going to look? What she realized is there was a viable plan available to them and that the more calm that she can be and the more attentive that she can be to be available for connection, which is the nervous system state that we all want, joy, love, creative ideas, empathy, vulnerability, connection, people to people, and also connection with who we are. That's the goal. And when she could see that that was available to her. I saw her face change. I saw her whole stance change. 
And that original, what's your number five, meh, started to look hopeful and joyful and understanding the necessity of how much her senior in high school, I'm going to cry thinking about this, her senior in high school boy needed his mom this year to be safe and still and available. And how much that 13-year-old needed mom just to sit with her and pray about how scared she was about junior high or middle school or whatever they're calling it these days. And how much her little one just wanted to be excited about school and all that that brings at that age. And her husband in a new job had his own disruption. And the chaos was creating the inability for him to really enjoy this new job that he had. Not to mention the fact that he just wanted some connection with his wife back, which is a calming impact for him. So our ability to get still creates the ripple effect of connection in a time when the entire house is snow globe shook. But the beauty on the other side of us taking responsibility for our own nervous system first is the real power in our lives. So what you can take away from this practically and tactically, take out a blank calendar and start writing out what are the times and the schedules and the expectations and how can you put those out for everyone? You know, I'm a huge fan of the whiteboard in the kitchen. And to map all this out visually so that everybody can see everything's okay. I'm going to get picked up at the right time. I know what's expected of me. Everybody has their kind of assignments of what the new reality looks like. And to gather around that whiteboard on a Sunday afternoon or evening and just check in on who's got tests or big projects or a big game or who's got stuff coming up this week that we can support you on, pray for you, be there for you, who has big work projects, who has travel that's scheduled that's going to be disruptive, just to collectively all come together once a week and visually look at what's coming up on the schedule was a game changer for me and my kids. It really kept me from getting the 9 p.m. I need poster board for a project tomorrow, <laughs> which when my kids were little, we lived way out in the country and that wasn't going to happen. And so it practically keeps you from getting into some of those crisis modes, but it also allows you to really have more connection. And I always made these Sunday night meetings as fun as possible by either making fun food or, you know, playing some music to call everybody around the whiteboard and knowing each of my kids and their differences and kind of assigning them parts of this meeting. Like my daughter loved to bring like the quote of the week or she would draw a picture about something that represented the week or it just for them to feel seen and a part of things versus just waiting to be told what to do is a big part of connection as well. So I hope your takeaway is to go back to your daily stillness practice or start one. Breathing, nature, journaling, whatever gets you 
calmer. And then to take a real look at the new reality of the rhythm that exists now that we're back to school and come together with your family and build it together. And summer till it's not. So your back to school picks are super cute. But listen, I'm still in summer concert series mode. I'm still in sit myself in the sun and soak up the vitamin D for as long as I can as I'm a Midwestern girl. So just hold off on your pumpkin spice. We got some time. All right. Love you, mean it. Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And then you can go to RebeccaFleetwoodHessian.com and join the Badass Women's Council. And if you really want to take a deeper dive, join the movement of a thousand thriving women. There's amazing Thrive tools there for you today. Love you, mean it. I'm not coming down. Hey, y'all. Fun fact. If you like the music for the podcast, that is actually my son, Cameron Hessian. And I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land.